Okay, Bokatov everyone. Good morning, Simon Kufnun 150, the laws of Binin Beis HaKnesses, how to build a shul. And Sifhein the Machaber tells us, in Poschen Pesach Beis HaKnesses, Ela Keneged Hatzad Shemespadalim Bo Baosa Ha'ir. When you build a shul, Chachila, when you build a shul, the door to the entrance to the sanctuary should be opposite the direction that the shoal is facing. Now, to understand this, just to get a little bit of a sense, Mishabur explains um, that the shoal, you should always be, uh, ideally, the congregation should be facing the, the ark. The Aron Kodesh should be in the front of the shoal. Think about it, like, why? Why does the Aron Kodesh need to be in front of the shoal? The Rambam explains... You want, that is the halachic preference based on the Rambam, you want the congregation to be facing the ark. So consequently, the Machaber is telling us when you build the shul, the door to the sanctuary should be in the opposite direction, if possible, of the ark. So that when you come and go, you know, it's opposite the ark. And the idea is, he says, um, he explains, Vahatam, well, he says over here, okay, it's somewhere over here, the Meshavur explains, the idea is, is because there's a halacha that really when you leave or enter a shoal, there's an idea of bowing, and if, you, if the door is off to the side, you're going to kind of have to walk in and make a turn, and it's going to be a little, a little clunky. So that's the, the ideal architectural design of a shoal. Now the Ramah continues, Osin bima be'emsa beis haknesses. The bima should be in the middle of the shoal. The idea is, is that the bima is in the center. That's where you're going to read from the Torah, and that way everyone will be will be able uh, to hear the uh, will be able to hear the balkore uh, when he reads. Now I found it very interesting. The Bar Halacha quotes the following. He says. With our many sins nowadays, in certain places, this ancient tradition has been, there's been an affront to this ancient tradition of having the beam in the middle. And people have made the ark, the bima close to the ark. Why? Because they want to go ahead and imitate the non-Jews. What's the, what's, what's the Baralacha talking about over here? He's not talking about this. What's he talking about? I found this like, I, I love when like halacha and history coincide. Right? The Mishnah Brew is writing right around the turn of the 20th century. He's writing in Eastern Europe. What's going on by, by his time when he's writing in Central Europe? Torah, Torah Judaism is basically gone in Central Europe because of the wave of the reform, the German reform movement, which had swept up Central Europe. And what was one of the first innovations that, that they did is one of the first things that they did, at least architecturally, was not taking down the mechitza. That actually took a little bit more time. What actually happened first was moving the bima to the front of the shoal. It wasn't so much that it was the front that he, I believe he's referring to. It's that it was twisted. It was rotated so that when they would read from the Torah, you're reading the congregation. The Chavetz Chaim is astute enough to recognize, even though, now there are two things that I find this interesting. He, and, and he goes, he says, he says, they, they do this, like just like the, the, the idolatry do as they do in the nine in, in these in these uh, in these places temple that they call uh, a temple the and should on them the verse says uh, and he says we've already seen the achronim who talk about how bad this is he quotes the chuvas the chasam sofer why is he quoting the the chasam sofer chasam sofer is one of the first uh, 
people to write polemics against the reform. Now, what's fascinating to me about this Be'er Alacha is two things that I think is interesting. Number, or three things. Number one is he's astute enough to recognize that the goal over here was to, rec- was to imitate the, uh, was to imitate the Avode Galulim, which was absolutely a historical truth. That's what the, the German reform was trying to do, was to imitate the Christians. Fascinating, just as a historical, for those people who care about this stuff, that is not true about the American reform movement. That is not what happened in the American reform movement. It's, it's a, a distant second cousin of the German reform movement. But the Chavetz Chaim is astute enough to recognize that was the motive, the motive of the German reforms. Number two, why I find it interesting, the Chavetz Chaim probably never bumped into any of these because this, the, these temples, these were in Central Europe. The Chavetz Chaim in Eastern Europe probably never saw, the, 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 the reform movement didn't really make it there. Um, and, and that's why, number three, why I find it interesting, why, it's always fascinating why the Chavetz Chaim chooses to write certain things in the Be'er Halacha and certain things in the Mishnah Brura. I'm guessing, total speculation here, my theory is things that are in the Be'er Halacha are a little bit more secondary, a little bit more, you know, not fundamental to the absolute, you know, necessary Halacha. Things that were fundamental and necessary and required, he puts that in the Mishnah Bura. Here, this idea of how the Bima should be placed, he puts off in the Be'er Halacha. Again, probably because he didn't, this wasn't so much his life. If he was writing the Mishnah Bura, living in Central Europe, Something tells me he would have put that front and center in the in the Mishnah Berurah because in Central Europe that was the norm. You know, if you had the bima in the middle of the shoal by the late 1800s, early 1900s, you were in the overwhelming minority. Um, so that's my historical explanation for the Chavetz Chaim. All right, everyone, have a wonderful day.